welcome to Bethel Radio Hour. We are down our producer, Tara. Uh, she is on vacation with her family. And so with the that show said, will suffer accordingly. yes, <laughs> yes, you're stuck with us three boring men. Uh, with that said, we uh, so enjoyed uh, and did not get to get to everything uh, with last week's topics. We just held them over for this week. So uh, topic number one, we're going to be talking about an argument that we need to be ready to go with to someone that does not know the Lord and certainly doesn't share our uh, world view. Uh, the second topic will be someone that does perhaps know the Lord and share our worldview, but they may be weak, if you will, in a particular area or hold the opposing view. Uh, so, what, you know, how would you, what are those topics and, and how would you address that and such? And then the third topic is going to be a mystery topic. We've been having fun with that. Uh, I am, for the sake of time and uh, expediency, going to do us on the PTI, uh, pardon the interruption approach. In other words, you'll have two minutes to present your argument. We'll give a rebuttal, and you can rebut that rebuttal, and then we'll move to the next person. And since you guys took up all the time last week, I'm going to start. <laughs> Technically, I wasn't here, though. Uh, you weren't? Uh, no, but I was I was upset that I wasn't able to make it last week. So remember, I missed. That must have been and that I'm talking about two weeks ago because I'm... Right. Right. I'm talking... The last time we did these topics. Oh, Benjamin, okay. Benjamin was Benjamin, 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 Ah, time. okay. Yeah. So and you're... I have you're that fresh. much influence that you didn't <laughs> no, even realize I'm, I was going. <laughs> it was an anomaly. I, I, I might argue with you because I think Benjamin was two weeks ago. No. Oh. I wasn't. No, was it oh, okay, okay. I better give up. I better give up. Yeah, the crowd's uh, getting rusty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. Get him. All right, so here we go. We're, we're gonna. I got two minutes to uh, tell you where I'm at. So first of all, First uh, Peter three fifteen. Uh, but sanctifying your hearts, Christ as Lord, being ready always to give answer to every man that asketh you a reason concerning the hope that is in you, yet with meekness. That means power under control. So in other words, you're you're not really arguing. But you're, it's apologetics. You're supporting your facts, if you will. Uh, and and I've, this is important. You're not, <clears throat> because this is a catchphrase in our world right now. Well, that's truth for you. Okay? Well, n no. <laughs> if it's truth, it's truth. Okay? Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, the world uh, has gotten so... You know, they've attacked our absolutes for the last 50 years, but now they so believe in their value system that they're calling their truths, quote-unquote, absolutes. And so, I mean, it really is where at that time there's another verse that says that right is wrong and wrong is right. We'll get to that point. Well, we're there. So what are the three topics, in my humble opinion, that we need to be ready to have a viewpoint on? Uh, the Christian beginning of our nation. This argument is as important as the next topic, but on the secular realm. If we were not founded as a Christian nation, then we are left to our own devices, which is exactly what they want. Number two, gender confusion. In some 20 states, it's already illegal to seek counsel for your adolescent child to overcome homosexuality. It's called conversion therapy, and it's illegal in those 20 states. It's not out of the realm of possibility that similar laws will be coming down the pike to force gender confusion. And th these are just speculations on my part, but think about this. Gender reveals could become targeted, uh, illegal. Gender coaching at school could be forced. Parents hindered and punished for pushing a particular gender before a certain age. These are all things that could be coming down the pike 
uh, if we do not change this, uh, if you will, perspective of gender confusion. And then lastly, free speech. We've lost this right currently, in my opinion, when an announcer, an NBA announcer, can lose his six-figure job for saying all lives matter. We've lost this right, and it will not be retrieved by staying quiet. All right, so I, did, I went 24 seconds over, but there you go. Rebuttal or agreement or whatever you got. Has got any yeah, where do we it? start here? Uh, you threw them all out once, once there. So because that's what you're um, supposed to do. That's how we said it. Oh, up I thought last we're time. taking one topic. <laughs> no, that's what happened. No, you <laughs> got two minutes to give your three. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, why you guys took all the time. We, we <laughs> just kept kept going. But I just did one last time, and we've stayed on it the whole time. Anyway, so uh, w whenever you're answering, answering or approaching any of those topics, yes, you have to be guarded with the fallout from that conversation. Yeah, unfortunately, um, especially in the workplace, when you have a conversation like this, it has to be approached with kit, kit gloves. No doubt. Um, the the first was the first one was the American history. The founded, and founding. Yeah. <clears throat> I've talked a little bit about that in, on Sunday night at five thirty. There's a critical. There's there's several critical things that we lose if we lose our history. We, we lose God-endowed rights. Think about that. Think about how, how significantly America would change without God-endowed rights. Rights that are given or granted or revoked by a human government are not worth the paper they're written on. Uh, God-endowed rights are, of course, inalienable. They can't right. be taken away. Um, am I over time? Uh, well, I just started, so go oh, ahead. Okay. Uh, so, so there's much more to lose than what we what we initially think with the losing our our history, our Christian-based history. Um, about the the gender confusion, it's all about the science. It's all about the science. It's all about the science until you talk about gender. You right. keep, keep, keep telling, getting told it's it's about science when it comes to the climate coronavirus, change climate change, right. uh, evolution. It's all about the science. <clears throat> I like what Frank Turek said one time. People are now arguing that they have no choice in their preference of sexual attraction, but they do have a choice in their actual gender. Yeah, how does and that? Nothing could be right. flipped more. Right. You do have a choice in your your taste or, or attractions. You have influence on those. You have no influence on what gender you are. Amen. All right, you are out of time now. Tom, you got any kind of addition you want to give? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to touch on the American history. Um, I know that's your guys' kind of strong point. Um, I do believe that's important, of course, you know, if you ignore where we came from as a country. Now, but we have to be able to admit, and I know the men sitting here are, that we're not, a, we humans are fallible. Right. Our country is imperfect. Our right. foundings weren't perfect. Right. But look how far we've come since then. You right. know, that shows that progress has been made. Um, the gender confusion, I do believe, is a very important one um, because you know you're talking to people that don't realize they're confused. Right. You know, and if uh, I've talked about this before, um, I don't know if it's worthy of hate mail or you know the the cancel culture anymore. You got. I don't think you should be careful what you say. But you know, I've said before, if I have a cat that barks like a dog. I'm going to say that 
cat has a mental problem. There's something wrong with right. it. And, you know, so is it a mental disorder? I think in a way it is. You're confused on what you are. And, you know, so, but I think as the church and Christians failed in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s on abortion, they painted the red X, you know, and they, people hid their daughters away and d divorce, you know, you, you know, those things happen. So I hope that the church looks at this. It, it's uncomfortable. I deal with gender-confused people almost on a daily basis. Um, and they don't think they're confused, but I can't avoid them. I gotta oh, treat no. them like a human, right. you know. You so did. I think it's an opportunity for the Christian to tighten the right. bootstraps, right. pull up the pants, and love them. That's what this topic is. Yeah, we've got to lovingly address this and just be who I am right. to them, you know. And through my influence, right. I have to trust that Christ's influence through me will affect them in some way. You bet. Yeah, I, and and that, I mean that's my that's why I'm bringing it up. We we've got to be willing, and and I think Gavin's right too. You're not necessarily going to do this in the job place. You know, you, you've got to win a hearing. You right. know, you've got to love that person. And not every time you get confronted with it is the time you need to confront it. Oh, yeah. You know, type thing. You, again, if, if you're not going to get an opportunity to win a hearing with this person so that they can see your heart, it might be best at that point to avoid it, you know, uh, and, and just love the person where they're at and move on. Well, you're talking about the free speech. You know, mm -hmm. me saying gender confused is even... Oh, sure. my goodness. Sure. If I don't call that person a transgender or call them by their preferred pronoun, right. I can lose my job. Yeah, you bet. And, you know, I, I didn't know what to do with my hands the first time I met a transgender person. You know, I was talking to a guy who we said had the um papa mau mau voice, you know, the deepest yeah. voice. And I turned around, and he was in Daisy Dukes and had long blonde hair. I didn't know what to do, but I just continued the conversation. You and You know, and it's like, you know, to some people it became a joke. To me, it was just another coworker, right? You know, and and, and you know, there, there's several uh, fingers to this because you know, w one thing that we're talking about right now is just towards that person. But in my humble opinion, uh, the biggest work needs to be done with the, the leaders that are pushing this, the parents that are allowing it, and that's really where I'm coming from on gender confusion. Right, uh, is that they're they're causing massive confusion by pushing this narrative that you do not know your gender until you decide what it is. And uh, lifelong medical problems. Life, lifelong. Lifelong. Um, and so, amen. Uh, all right. Can so I one more thing here? Yep. The, to, just to the statement you said, that's your truth. That's truth right. for you. And I, I, that's one of those self-defeating statements. Well, is that statement true for everyone? Right. So, so you, you point that out. And I think this is one area where we don't realize it, but it's adding to the epidemic of loneliness in the country. If I have my own truth that no one else understands, see how isolating mm -hmm. that is? Hmm. And, and you're, you're never gonna be able to experience truth the way it is for me, the, that's isolation. To me, that, it's a, it feeds into the, the, our, the enemy of our souls right. objective yeah. to have a siege on each individual. Everybody thinks that they're alone, that we have nobody we can relate to. Pencil in hashtag suicide. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. That's oh, what's called. They're on an island. You have created, <clears throat> you are your own species of whatever you believe you are. And right. No one else that. can, you know, and, and you don't clearly, I can't say clearly have a belief in a higher power. You, you have a belief in something. Mm. But when you're all alone on an island, yeah, there's nothing mm. left Nobody understands your truth. Yeah. Nobody could understand your truth. I, I've always felt like that 
one of the devil's greatest uh, effective schemes is to push us in a corner and tell us nobody else struggles with what you struggle with or nobody else knows what you're going through mm -hmm. or nobody else cares. Can, can you imagine what how people are going to react when they feel like, when they hear that you struggle with that? Right. Yes. So right, just right. one more yeah. lock on the door. Yeah. You know, in, in the Christian Bible, the God's word has an answer for every one of those. What plagued you is common among all men. Well, tell me how. I'll tell you how. <laughs> I, I bought an island on this subject and this subject, you know, right. and it's like, mm -hmm. so that's where if you have to form that relationship in some way, shape, or form with them to have that dialogue, you know, if you truly want the Great Commission to happen. Amen. Uh, either one of you gentlemen got an addition that you want to make from... Uh, I got three three ones that I, I deal with often, um, and I was just going to throw them out there. Arguments that people hit me, uh, believers and non-believers. How can a loving God kill children? Sure. I don't believe in religion, and I don't go to church because of all the hypocrites. <laughs> Those are my ones I hear yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... It, it, in a lot of ways, I mean, that, that, that's in the, all those, all three of those would be in the top five, I would think, yeah. you know, of, of most people. And I, I think they are, they're, they're uttered by believers and non-believers, sure. you know, sure. in, in many forms. Uh, so throwing those out there, um, I don't know if you guys when want to comment. And when you're caught with, without an answer on those, it, it's not good, especially if you go to church your whole life and you don't right. have an answer for that. Uh, the same, same dilemma uh, I don't know if you ever watched Superman or the, the last Superman that we had. The villain said, God is either all good or all, or all powerful. He's not both. Right. He, if he's all good, he's not all powerful because look at all the evil going on. Right. If he's all powerful, he's not all good because he's allowing it to continue. Mm -hmm. uh, that entire, that frames really our discussion <clears throat> about the free will of man uh, on Sunday nights we've been talking about it. So, because yeah, you know the person missing out of that equation? Me. Right. <laughs> God's creation. That, that right. happens to be the, the people that messed all this up. The, the, but nobody wants to nobody, nobody wants to claim that. The greatest one-liner that I've ever, I heard it from somebody else and I stole it. When they use on that train of thought is, God doesn't send you to hell. He just honors your wishes. Right, no doubt. And that stops a lot of people in their tracks because it forces them to think, what did you just say? You right. have a choice in the matter. Yeah. You yeah. have a choice in the matter. Well, and I think, it, you know, the first one there, uh, why does a loving God allow the terrible stuff? Um, you know, we've said it here hundreds of times. Whether or not God loves you was forever answered on the cross. Right. You know, you're going to have to come up with another argument. Whether or not God loves you was forever answered on the cross. I personally have not found a better answer yet to that. Uh, the other two, again, remind me. Um, I don't believe in religion. Right. And I don't go to church because of the hypocrites. Right. Now, I don't believe in religion. Uh, that we, we have a pretty standard response to that, too. Neither do we. Yeah. And what we practice here is not religion. What we practice here is Christianity. Amen. Religion. Now, we will use the word religion. Yeah. I love stumping our, them when I say, yeah, neither do I. That's right. You know? Towards Christianity, because that is an accepted word. But when you get right down to definitions, religion is man's attempt to get to God. Christianity is God's attempt, attempt to, get to get to man. And that's extremely important. And the third one was hypocrites. Yeah, yeah come on in. The water's fine. I finally got a fellow <laughs> non-churchgoer that is now going to church. And I've he's bought into, when I talk to people, he's using it now too. I said, 
I go to church because I realize how screwed up I am. I don't go to church because I think I'm better than you. I know I'm way more messed up than you are. That's why I'm there. And it gets to make some people chuckle, but then they also think. I think it takes the edge off of that holier-than-thou attitude. Well, and I think, wasn't it you, Tom, that said that you, in talking to them, um, because, again, that's a fair, that's a fair accusation because, dead gummit, they're right. Yeah. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. They're right. right. And, and so, uh, but we got we to gotta ho- change that whole ideology that church is for saints. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, again, we know that God does call us saints. It's not a museum. It's not a museum. Saints. It's, it's a, hospital a hospital. That's for right. Sinners. But I think it was you, Tom, that said that you think about this, you know, sir or ma'am, and you got Jesus here. And then you've got the person that you're using as an excuse not to come to church as the hypocrite is between you and Jesus. Who's closer to Jesus? The hypocrite. The hypocrite is closer to Jesus than you are, and you're using that person as a reason why you're not going to come to Jesus. Right. The the one thing, I try to paint the picture for him. I said, okay, let's just say, you know, believe how you want, but let's just say when you close your eyes and you pass away, you find yourself standing in front of Jesus. And he asks you what you did in your life. And all you can say is, well, Gavin, and he's going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. No, what did you do? Well, well, Pastor, no, no, whoa, whoa, what did you do? I said, it's up to you. It's nobody else's problem. And a lot of times it, it'll slow people down and make them think, you know. It's yeah, I didn't want a relationship with you through Gavin. I wanted a relationship with you. Right. I didn't want a relationship with you through Ben or Tom. Right. I wanted a relationship with you. Amen. All right, well, uh, so we need to get moving here. Uh, so now we're going to go to the uh, second topic, uh, which is uh, essentially the same ideal, but now we're, we're dealing strictly with, um, and, and getting these guys on topic is like herding cats. Have you ever tried to herd I cats? Know, I've you already just gone. can't do it. But anyway, I'm messing we with We start it. out on topic. Hey, hey, amen. Peck to death by ducks. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to find where I started topic two. Uh, and I'm having a hard time finding it here. Anyway, um, looks like I just picked one. Oh, here we go, second topic. An argument we need to be ready with for a believer. So I put prayerlessness. Um, and I don't know, did you put it up, Brad? There it is. So Tara sent this to us. She's, I think she's trying to rub it in our, our face yep. that she's on vacation. That's a penalty for taunting That's right there. That's a penalty for taunting, Gavin said. All right. All right, so... Um, Prayerlessness, uh, guys, and, you know, my dad used to always say, when one finger goes out, three come back. But God continually corrects me. God continually convicts me that I am not praying enough. I'm not praying pointedly enough. I am not, if you will, doing enough warfare uh, and, and the such. And so uh, listen to what this passage says. Therefore, I exert, exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, here it is, for kings, or in our case, presidents, and all who are in authority, senators, representatives, mayors, fill in the blank, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's another passage, it doesn't, pointedly say government leaders, but listen to what it does say. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another, and indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. 
But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. And so the way to live peaceably is to pray for our world leaders and to uh, pray for our brothers and sisters, if you will, and those that are around us. And so that is something that I think we need to lovingly challenge each other. You know, one of the things that as a youth director I constantly did when a young person would come in, they would start talking to me about a problem. I would ask them, have you prayed about it? (laughs) Ninety-nine times out of 100, no, you know. One, one guy it got, hasn't come to that, has it? Yeah, has it come to that? One guy got so mad at me because he came in all excited about what he was going to do for his life, his career. And I said, have you prayed about it? <coughs> no. Well, don't you think the creator of your soul, the lover of your soul, the one that died on the cross for you would kind of like to have some kind of input on what you're going to do for the rest of your life? Well, you know, he got upset with me. And, and that's okay. Uh, we, we've got to be willing to to, if you will, mix it up with our folks on this area uh, I've, I've went longer than two minutes comments uh so so on your topic couldn't agree more um amen 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 yeah um you we get used to doing our lo- own life and forget that we're owned by the maker of life right and we make our plans we go about our thing you know our daily business and sometimes completely leave out our relationship with Christ. Yeah, I can't remember who it was that said, when you got married, did you just say goodbye to your wife and go on with your own life? Right. Um, nope. nope. Uh, it's a relationship. And I can guarantee you, I can tell you more than any other source, Christ has been an encouragement to me in the things that I love to do. Amen. And, and made a way for me to do the things that I, I love to do. So, you you know, initially you give those up in your relationship. I, I surrender my life to you, Lord. But there's nothing that I wanted to do that I have that he hasn't opened a door for me to do. So, Amen. Well, I think often we're all guilty of it. Uh, Christ becomes an accessory instead of a necessity. Amen. You know, in the morning I have a thing, keys, wallet, phone, keys, wallet, phone, wedding ring. I forget the wedding ring a lot, you know. But... Christ is an accessory, you know, uh, to sometimes when right, I'm not right, right. living right or I'm worried about something else. And it's like when we make him a necessity, it's absolutely just like the air we take in. And, and, you know, so I sent some messages out to you guys last week. I had a rough couple weeks, a few weeks ago, and I don't uh, struggle with praying uh, specific prayers. I just make him an accessory. I just forget that that's something I can do. And I did after some of those prayers talking about work. You know, I said, sometimes I feel like a king leading his people. And I said, sometimes I feel like they just want to stone me to death. (laughs) The same people. The same people. Within within the same time. No doubt. And, you know, and so those next couple mornings when I go to bed, I'd say, Lord, I need help specifically with helping lead. Help me lead with you in vision. Let them see you through me, not me, you know. and. I've had a better past couple days. Now, I know there's ups and downs. I had a guy cuss me up and down today, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, so the the prayer life, absolutely. And I think with everything, I think uh, with this whole COVID and the mask and all that stuff, I think a lot of us forgot to pray. 
Amen. I do. Uh, and he, it says in that verse, mind your own business. Yeah. So many people worried about everybody else's right, right, right. business and what they're doing. And it's still going on with other yeah. things all day oh, long. Yeah. Minding our business. Nehemiah building his four walls. Right. You know, you know, because if you don't focus on your four walls, when the army comes, they're going to devour not only you and everyone else around you. Right. Make yourself strong through prayer. Prepare yourself to the situations you're going into. Your four walls are strong. You can take on anything. Amen. Just like we talked about the arguments, you will be strong enough for the people that attack you. One of the phrases that Jerry Falwell uh, put into my head years and years ago, meaning at a sermon, uh, all failures are prayer failures. And I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit reminds me of that. When I'm, you know, I'm hitting my head against the wall of, of a situation and I'm struggling with it and the Holy Spirit whisper, all failures are prayer failures. I'm like, yes, Lord. And, and it right. reminds me right now, that same man, I got to prepare myself for tomorrow. You bet. Our morning meeting, because I know <clears throat> right. there's going to be an attack. Amen. And so I have to be prepared to be calm and fluent and yep. articulate and yep. hopefully handle it the right way in front of 24 other men. Yep. Yes. Amen. Good stuff. Uh, do you, either one of you have a topic along these lines that you think that well, we need to be so, ready? Something, yeah, something I, I would encourage other believers to do, to, to embrace and make it a lifestyle is reading the Bible and proving to yourself the veracity of the Bible. The truth. Having That's the what the word veracity means. Having yeah. confidence right. in its reliability, its truth. Its, its origin. Ori the, its origins. Mm -hmm. um, my, one of my favorite uh, verses is Isaiah 55. It says, uh, let my thoughts not be your, th I'm sorry, <clears throat> for my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways, say the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow come down, and this, I'm sorry, for the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, so that it may bring, so that it gives seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish that which I, I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Just getting the word out, getting the word into you changes things. That's right. Somebody hearing you say a verse changes things. Right. It sets a standard that they can no longer plead ignorance to. Right. Um, so, and those standards apply to you too when you're talking to them. So, my I've shared this before. My employees are very interested in the verses that talk about bosses or, or um, masters being fair to employees. Sure. They're very interested in me saying that and re realizing that. So the Bible changes things when people hear it and read it. So expose yourself to it. If you have trouble with a passage, don't stop until you, you have peace with it. Um, if you, you have a doubt about something, don't stop until you have peace with it. If something doesn't make sense to you in that passage, I think God loves to work that out in your life oh, yeah. to to affirm you to build to pack into the foundation that you're walking on strength stability love power and sound mind so well that'd be mine well and you said what was that scripture you quoted <clears throat> isaiah 55 okay so it's either esv or niv when it talks about um he says in there and this one of the parts i love about it is when i read it it says I am from above, 
you are from below. Right. You know, so we know Christ is, he lived our life. But it's one of those passages where he does separate himself. Right. And say, look, guys, I, I, your ways are not my ways. Right. I'm from above, you know, so I've, I've always loved that. Where he does establish, look, I am God. I understand what Amen. you're going through. But um, challenging yourself with the Bible, um, I've said it many times here, openbibleinfo.com. It has, you click on topical, and it says, what does the Bible say about yeah, blank? It's good. You I can use type in anything. And when All.god.com is good, too. Yeah, and you can type in anything. Right. Um, what does my wife today, Chase, he's in a Bible study, and it's like, talk about one of your struggles. And Chase said, I don't have any struggles, Bob. <laughs> so she's just thinking, he's like, you know what? I can't beat this certain Jedi on my game. Well, she typed <laughs> into there, can't beat a Jedi. Well, it came up with scripture about enemies, <laughs> you know, so that's in fun, but it yeah, has yeah. answers for things. Yeah. And so when I won my hearing with the men at work 10 years ago, the four men that razzled me every night, finally, when they were standing around, I told them about this website. They're like, whatever. I said, you can tell me anything. I said, let's try to keep it clean. But I said, I'll type it in here, and there's a scripture. Yeah. And they did. They were hitting me with everything. And half of it we can't say on the radio. And I would sure. type it in there, and there was scripture that described everything. And they'd see their eyes like, well, what about this? And I'd type it in, and there was something. About it. I said, you can't stump the Bible. Right. I promise you. Right. And, you know, so hopefully that carried with them. You know, right. but, yeah, openbibleinfo.com. Amen. What was the one you, what the website All you about just, God. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it, how it goes. All about God. Answers in Genesis. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, I spent some time in there uh, today. Um, Tom, what, you got one? Uh, I do not. Um, one other thing, though, on that, there will be no less. Any topic you type in, I have not found one yet that has no less than 100 verses. <laughs> that, that's usually yeah. where it starts, and you can go in deeper, but it'll give you the top 100 verses for whatever you can cool. think of. Well, and I, you know, couldn't agree with you more. I believe that, you know, it's probably one and one A, prayerlessness and a lack of understanding of God's word. Um, you know, all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for, you know, righteousness. And so uh, it, it's so important that we bathe in God's word. Now, we'll say this literally, too, literally, that. Uh, in this day and age, you need to, and, and Gavin hit it on the very beginning there, you need to equip yourself on this whole thing of, can the word of God be trusted? Yes. Yes, it can. Can we verify its origins? Yes. Yes, we can. Uh, Is there anything, historically speaking, that compares to it as far as Accuracy. There's for, there's nothing. Nothing. You need to convince nothing. yourself of that. That's right. I, I did think of one real quick. Well, so the last one was on a, a fellow believer. Right. Okay. So I think we can run into challenges with different faiths within the sure. Church. So one of my best friends, Gary Mounty. Hope he's listening right now. No, he's not. But he is a Catholic deacon, and we would have just awesome talks. And their beliefs are a little bit different than ours on baptism, sure. on Mary, uh, you know, and all sorts of things. We never got angry with each other. And he had said something I've quoted years and years and years ago. He said, Tom, we don't, we don't disagree. We believe differently. The only time that I really think you should have that challenge or that you know, heightened argument tone is if let's establish Jesus Christ as the one and only way to heaven. Okay? Okay. Right. That's the only thing that you and a fellow believer should 
possibly go to toe to toe. Right. But the Bible tells us that. Let those outside the church judge those. Let right. those inside the church judge those inside right. the church. But you know, the other stuff is like you said, tricks of the devil. Me and him could start fighting about Mary, right. and we could have been glorifying Christ and all the scripture we do agree on. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, if you can get past John six fourteen, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. No Pope. No Mary. It's Jesus alone. Amen. If you if you can get to that point, I mean, yeah, you you can absolutely fellowship and as such. Um, amen to that. Uh, so I've got just a few minutes left here. I'm, I'm going to dive in a little bit because I actually had two, um, and that was, I, I think with with Christians, uh, we, we need to, and, and you know we we used it here uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, about the whole thing of a young Earth and such, and even more I think important than just the young Earth. It, specifically the whole Genesis 1 through 11, meaning uh, chapter 1 through chapter 11. I just want to read to you uh, Ken Ham's response to the question, why do you consider Genesis so important? And this was his answer. Genesis 1 through 11 is the foundation of the rest of the Bible. It's the foundation of the Christian worldview. Every single biblical doctrine of theology, directly or indirectly, was founded in Genesis 1 through 11. Where's the origin of sin? Genesis 1 through 11. Where's the origin of death? Genesis 1 through 11. The seven-day week? Genesis 1 through 11. The origin of marriage? Matthew and Mark, when asked about marriage, both quote from Genesis. They made them male and female. There's the gender issue there in Genesis 1 through 11. And a man will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and they will be one flesh. Jesus is acknowledging the fact that marriage was established when God made the first male and female. You were made one flesh. I'm sorry, you were made one when you became one flesh. There's the institution of marriage right there. Why do we all wear clothes? I've noticed we're all wearing clothes. The animals don't wear clothes. God gave us clothes because of sin. The first time the gospel was preached is Genesis 3.15. Then again in Genesis 3.21, the first blood sacrifices are coming from their sin for their sin. Genesis is the foundation for the whole rest of the Bible. So if Christians don't believe in a literal Genesis, they have no foundation for their doctrine. And, and again, that, that, that's Ken's approach. Uh, I, I agree with it, you know, type thing. Uh, and But I, I, again, it's not something, and he says this in another place. I, I didn't quote him here, but um, you, you cannot, should not, biblically, you cannot attach salvation to the whole young earth approach. But whether or not Genesis 1 through 11 is important to the rest of the Bible, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that that's pretty well proven. You touched something on me. I think, you, you know, our words matter. Yeah. And no, we're not all biblical scholars, but I do think this is just a personal preference. But I think we should stay away from the taglines, the corny, dumb taglines. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yes, right. It <laughs> right. makes you look moronic. Sure. You know, it looks sure. like a petty fight. And so if you're trying to have a serious conversation yeah. about salva salvation and the creative earth, be a little more educated right. when you talk, you know, and you're going to lose somebody right. on that. But, you know, it says God gave us clothes because of sin, but you have seen the chicken wearing blue pants, right? Have you seen that video? Uh-uh. That's great. You need to find it. He'll, he'll find it. Are we sure that's not a sin? <laughs> have you seen the little T-Rex arms that you can put on chickens? Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's awesome. All right. Well, guys, we're going to move to the mystery topic unless you got something else. We're going to get done early tonight because yeah, we don't have Tara over here filling in some time. So another uh, topic for, for believers. Mm -hmm. um, so I put Christian 
uh, history, accurate Christian history okay. in that category. So Christians understand that our our national history is direct, directly linked to Christianity. And there's, uh, you know, it's a huge momentum push to separate us from that history. Um, on all, po every secular power essentially is pushing towards that. But it, there's been no conversation as to what we lose when, when that happens. So I, I, that's what the book, uh, the core principles about we we have we don't realize what we're losing if we let this happen if, if we stand by and let it happen and so fellow christians got to know that we have a christian history and it's vital to not just the united states but the world right as the world go i'm sorry as the united states goes so so goes the world well and i also would add to that uh the the whole thing of um quote unquote church history and Christian history, Amen. you know, there's two different things there. You know, mm -hmm. uh, church history has a whole lot of history there. It's got nothing to do with Christianity. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, the secular world wants to lump that together. Yeah. The secular world wants to basically, absolutely weld it together because now you can talk about all of the travesties that Christians did to, you know, quote unquote Christians did to the Muslims and all this jazz. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see that as Christian history because I don't see church history as necessarily Christian history. While some of that church history was going on, there was a true church over here that was also being persecuted by this you know, entity here. And so it's extremely important to, to understand that. Uh, now, you know, th th there's a little, what, what I call a, a dirty little document out there uh, that a lot of Baptists have seen and, and such. And I, I do not promote it. I don't push it. It's an interesting read. It's called uh, The Trail of Blood. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a little too confrontational. It's a little too hateful. Uh, but the, the history is pretty good uh, in it. And, and it. and it talks about that whole separation. Uh, th there was a, you know, before Martin Luther ever put his, you know, 95 theses up on uh, the doors, uh, if you will, there was of the a, Roman Catholic of the Church. the Roman Catholic Church. There was a true church out there, uh, you know, being persecuted for their beliefs. They were called the Anabaptists uh, because the, the this other entity, if you will, they wanted uh, to tag them as that they were against baptism. Well, it couldn't be anything further from the truth. They were against baptizing infants. You know, they wanted a profession of faith before they would. So that wordplay and changing of meanings happened even then. You bet. We're doing the same thing now. You bet. You know, they just they take a tagline and right. flip it on its head. Right. Now, an interesting thing: the first person I ever heard say what you were talking about uh, is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Was Ken Ham. <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't. I, I'm, I agree with that totally. But he's I, matured in faith. So yeah, 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 yeah. You, you got to know your audience. Right. You, you got to know your audience. Uh, and I, I might say that here, you know, but, but if I was in a seminar yeah. or something, if it's a soul a funeral, conversation, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Right. right, right. Uh, because you got to show some love. Uh, all right. Anybody else, guys? Let's see. I sent Brad some pictures. Look, so there's the T-Rex arms, new original baby chicken arms. So you can order all sorts of arms for your chickens. That's hilarious. Now, does he got the baby, the blue pants chicken? Look at him. <laughs> And that guy wears them well. So, yeah, if, if you're in Radio Land, Charlie the pants-wearing chicken. So that's we're putting clothes on chickens. <laughs> so Larry, Charlie is a chicken? Yeah. 
Anything I can do to derail the conversation. That's right. Larry Dickens <laughs> says, uh, we have forgotten God. We have forgotten uh, the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched, strengthened us, and we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and persevering <clears throat> grace, too proud to pray to God that made us. That's Abraham Lincoln. Good stuff. All right. Uh, were you going to say something, Gavin? Yes, uh, I couldn't agree more. That the affluence that we 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 presume here is becoming too much. A um, it hides the things that are that are wrong. Mm -hmm. You can throw money at a problem and make it go away, um, and we and we think we can throw money at anything and overcome it, right. even if it's consequence for sin. All right, so uh, mystery topic. You got one, Tom? I do. Let's um, hear it. I think it's a big one. Uh, so we had talked, I guess, about three weeks ago about tackling something that's going to attack us or is attacking us um, in this country. We've been talking about it today. And I don't know if you talked about this yet. And uh, I don't have, I have opinions on it, but I just wanted to read the definitions and make Christians aware. Have you guys talked about critical race theory yet sure um i, I, mean, I don't think I mean, we talked about it here no no right no, no, no. well you know i i do think this is this is another emerging you know the woke culture is this right oh, yeah. version yeah you know so it's all leading up to this but i just wanted to read it um and i think the answer on a biblical view is the verbiage they use is in in itself wrong mm -hmm. and again openbibleinfo.com could answer all these questions sure. for what they're saying but for anybody because i didn't really know much of it till last week and there are a lot of schools starting to teach this with children as young as third grade and that's not a cnn or a fox news talking point this is truth that they're starting to teach this but critical race theory um is social problems which is marxism Social problems are influenced and created more by societal structures and cultural assumptions than by individual psychological factors. So, meaning the area you live in, you know, they're not judging the person on the content of their character. Right. It's who you run with, basically. Uh, there's two main points on it in a summary. First, that white supremacy, and this is on their definitions, that white supremacy, societal racism, exists and maintain power through the law. So they're isolating Caucasians immediately. They are saying that white supremacy, so they're placing Caucasians, whites, as supremacists, and exists, and we use the law to further our, I'm a white guy in radio yeah. land, if people can't tell. Um, you know, so it feels like you're fighting for yourself, but all ethnicities and races and genders should fear this. Because like what we say is if they take away free speech for this group, sure. they're coming for you next. Sure. Um, the second bullet point on it is, second, that the trans transforming the relationship between law and racial power. So they've already said that whites are using the law to dominate, basically, and achieving racial emancipation and anti-subordination more broadly are possible. So they're saying, hey, look, we can overcome this white supremacy. You know, so this is attack on whites. I, I don't see how it's anything else. And I also see it as an attack on Christianity because I would gather that this is occurring in our country. I, I would 
gather to say that Christianity is the prevailing religion still, and it's probably dominated by Caucasian whites. I know there's plenty of ethnicities that are Christian, but it feels like a direct attack on white Christians to me. Sure. I could be out of bounds by saying that, but it feels like an attack. Sure. The summary of critical race theory is the view that the law and legal institutions are inherently racist and that race itself, instead of being biologically grounded and natural, is a social construction concept that is used by white people to further their economic and political interests at the expense of people of color. So this is being taught. Right. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's my mystery topic, you know, to, Heavy. Uh, to a school near you, to a work site near we, you. We need to put a role in the mystery topic. It's got to be light. light <laughs> no, we should talk about this topic kind of as a, as, as a full topic. Uh, yeah, sure, it needs sure. to be expanded. On. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the, the, the first topic, very honestly, that we should have, I guess you could say, discussed is, is the whole thing of white privilege. Right. Because th this has come out of white privilege. White privilege has been attacked for about the last five years, uh, and and now it's an assumption. It's an absolute assumption, and, and so now well, we come up. It's being pushed as one. Yeah, right. That's you, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's being pushed as an assumption, and uh, I mean they start there. You know where you start determines where you end up, and so they start with that. That that I anything that a white person has, it's because of the privilege that they have. Not, it's not due to their hard work. It's not due to their character. You know, it's not due to the blessings of God. It's a systemic racism issue. Um, and, and so obviously th th there's some pretty, pretty serious issues there. So, you know, and, and as a general rule, we're not going to face a lot of that in a rural setting. But I do believe that we need to be preparing ourselves for those answers. You know, well, and right. such. It's just like when we were talking about these parents causing their children. I'm going to let them choose what gender they are right. and whatnot. This is a form of confusion because in this one example in a third grade class, there's video of it. They were separating white children, black children, white children with brown eyes, white children with blue eyes, and they were assigning labels to them. Now, you are an aggressor. Like, so my son is blonde-haired, blue-eyed. He would be an aggressor. And if he was sitting next to a black child, you are the oppressed. And so they're teaching these kids. So if you teach them this, they're going to grow up thinking that, right. allowing them. So it's no different. Uh, I just lost my train of thought on, but it's. Just another way to divide us. Yeah. It honestly is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, so we're already losing the fight before we begin. If we're teaching our children these things. Just right. because the way you appear, you're an oppressor. That's, that's it. That's, yeah, racism. <laughs> yeah, that's it's best. It's, it's, racism. As, as you put it, that's worse. fascism as well. Uh, so, um, amen. And I think it would we be wise make that topic. For, right, for, for us to dive deeper and, and, and get into that. Um, I, I will say this, you know, this is on the internet and such, so anybody can listen to it. And it's extremely important that anyone that is listening to it understand that all three of us here, are, we're, we're Caucasian. Um, and so, you know, we're going to lovingly bristle uh, against anything that would push us in a box. You know, and, and Absolutely. Such, it sound, uh, feels weird when you're fighting for yourself. You, you but here, let me throw, I'm a, I'm a quarter Choctaw. You right. know, you know, th does that even matter, right. you know, anymore? I, I was on a job site, um, and it is affecting, 
you know, we live in a rural area, but it affects our jobs and all oh, that. I, I was on a job where it was 30% minority participation. Sure. I got in trouble because I said, I'm a minority. And they said, why? I said, I'm the shortest guy on the job site. You know, and then they were counting the color of faces. It didn't matter if you were black or Mexican. It was just if you were dark-skinned, you were a minority. Yeah. You know, so it's like and where, where I said that it's an attack on. Yeah. Unity. Yeah. It's right. an attack on unity. It's right. an attack on being an American. You bet. <laughs> right, right. And so, but again, you know, how are we going to address that in love you right. know, to somebody? Because I, I am convinced that a, perhaps not all, but, but a good portion of uh, our African-American Americans, they have dealt with things that you and I have never experienced. No doubt. Uh, and, and possibly won't. Right. So, so I believe that that requires some sort of, you know, a be kind, tender, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. There's got to be some patience, if you will, and I, I know you're not saying that, that, that we oh, shouldn't. Right. I'm just saying we got to make sure that that's, that that's well, out there in front. And where I say it's attack on Christianity, it just came to me. It is 100% attack on Christianity because it's against everything that we attempt to stand for. Right. You know, this is end arounding us. Love thy trying neighbor to as split thyself. The flanks. It's right. like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't hate you because of the color of your skin. That's right. You might disagree with the way you live. You might disagree. You, we can meet in the middle here. Right. You're going to go to heaven through Jesus? Let's start so, there. So if I, if I am, am a, a benefiter of uh, white supremacy or, or systemic racism and I embrace the teaching to love my, my neighbor as myself, so if I, if I love myself as a white, you know, because I'm white and privileged, shouldn't I, does it say anything about the color of my neighbor's skin? No. I should be offering and living out that love to that person regardless of their appearance. Um, it's neighbor is more a, a matter of location, right? <laughs> or, proximity, or, or proximity the to good you. Samaritan, who was the good yeah. neighbor? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. And so. to point out, uh, we follow and have given our lives to a Middle Easterner. Yeah, um, yeah. So. no doubt. Well, and, and I just now remembered, Jesus said, "Unless you become like these little children, you will right. never enter the kingdom of heaven." If you take a white, an Asian, a black, a Japanese five-year-old kids, mm -hmm. and you throw them on a playground, they're going to love and play right. each other. It's, it's us adults that are screwing it up. Right. Yeah. Amen. Uh, it, it's interesting, honestly, Tom, that you bring that up because uh, my mystery topic was a, a situation that, that I uh, happened, I, I guess, two weeks ago now. But I, I just walked into Snooks uh, after I had eaten at the uh, Chinese establishment there in Washington. And uh, there is this uh, black man, and when, I, when our eyes locked, he lit up and said, man, how are you doing? Man, you look good. And I mean, just like we were separated at birth. And, and we just long lost brothers. We shook hands vigorously. And I, the whole time I'm thinking, Lord, help me. I don't know this guy from Adam. He knows me. Who is he? And that, you know, that's kind of common. Uh, you've been in a spot for 24 years. You know, you're one guy, and you got a church, and you know people. Before you know it, you've forgotten somebody, and I'm just, I'm just begging God to help me. And, and I, th I really think what this guy did, I've done it too. He thought he knew me. Yeah. And, and so he, he, yeah. And then he realized, Lord, help, I don't know this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going oh. with it. <laughs> but, but he was just as nice as he could be. So we sat there, and we talked for 20 minutes. 
And we just talked and talked and got, got caught up on family. I'm, I mean, all of it. We talked about losing weight. We, we talked about our doctor's appointments. We talked about it all. And, and so at the end of it, I'm like, you introduce yourself. I, I'm so thankful because he said, so what is your name? <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm Ben Kingston, pastor at Bethel Baptist Church, Lonedale, Missouri. And he said, all right, all right. And I said, what, what's your name? And he said, Carl Robinson, Carl Robinson. And um, well, I walked away and we both exchanged prayer requests. I, I gave him my business card, the whole nine yards. And um, I shared with him an antidote. Uh, I've shared it here uh, weeks ago, the deal with uh, the father and the daughter that were having an issue with driving trucks and the father screaming at the, at the daughter. And this is right in front of my house on you know Bethel Church Road. And so I inserted myself because I walked around the house and there I was and they saw me and I saw them. You were dressed, weren't you? Yes, Okay. I was dressed. And so I said, how can I help? And he said, Un unhook that truck because she was pulling him, but she wasn't doing it right. And he was absolutely getting after her. So he takes off. And she is literally having a meltdown. I mean, she is losing it. She's probably 16, 17 years old. Mm. And I walk up to her and I said, honey, your dad loves you. And he, she goes, no, no, he doesn't. Yeah, yes, he does. I said, you're not going to believe me, but I have done the very same thing that your dad just did to you to my children at different times, all three of them. I've lost it. I've, I've acted unchristian. I've acted unfatherly. I've lost it. And I said, but I'm telling you, he loves you. And so I, I reached my hand in and gently took her hand. And this is a, a black person. And I said, you see that color difference? And she shook her head. I mean, she's sobbing. Shook her head, yes. And I said, that means absolutely nothing to me. I'm here to help you in any way I can. And I shared that with Carl, and it, it really it really meant a lot to him. And um, here's what I'm trying to tell you. And what boldness, i got to say, amen, yeah. that you could do that. You know, yeah. That's our confidence. Well, I'm telling you, I mean, it's kind of like, you ever been just shoved into a room, and you realize, okay, i got to say something? Mm -hmm. Well, I felt like God did that to me, amen. you know. Uh, and, and I could not just say, well, have a nice day. I, I felt like I needed to say something. And, uh, and I pointed her to the church. I encouraged her to get on YouTube, all that jazz. And I did the same thing with Carl that day. You know, I'm going to confess to you, I'm 55 years old, be 56 in two months. I, I struggled, you know, being raised in the South, I, I struggled. I struggled with Martin Luther King Jr. I really did. But, oh, my goodness, Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream is now my dream. Uh, and un unfortunately, it took all of this stuff that has happened to bring me to that point. But, you know, he had it right, and you've already quoted it that we would be judged on the character and content of our heart, not the color of our skin. And, and I can truly say that I have left my bigotry some 30 years ago. Well, God just said, you can't enter into the ministry unless you love everybody. Amen. Period. And so, it, you know, it's so important that we do everything we can to build those bridges. Um, you know, I've shared with you guys, if any of my children uh, bring me a black person or a Hispanic person or fill in the blank for their spouse. As long as they love Jesus, I, I'm going to be excited. If they don't love Jesus, I'm going to start pointing them to the cross, you know, right. and, and go from there. Well, uh, uh, two two quick points. You know, the man you met, you didn't know who he was. I, it reminds me of the scripture. Sometimes we attend angels unaware. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and I've I, seen him around, so I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. If he is an angel, he's coming <laughs> quite a bit. Well, and the other one is I got, I got a guy at work. He is rough. And but we got into a spiritual conversation. Yeah. He's like, you know, I really struggled when I realized Jesus wasn't a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and I've had that talk with some people when like September eleventh, our own, you know, how did sure. we look at Muslims and Arabs after that? All of them. You know, we did did we look at them crossways? We've talked about it. You know, and I remember telling some people, I said, Jesus probably looked more like the men who flew into that tower no doubt. than he did me and you. No and doubt. I said, Wrap your mind around that. You know, they're like you know, so yeah. So. Well, and, and, and I, I'm not, I'm saying this is a factual fact. There's a lot of African-American folks that believe that Jesus is black. Right. And I don't know that we can effectively argue that he wasn't other than he was Middle Eastern. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't and it doesn't matter. That's exactly I will right. argue he wasn't a woman. A lot of people yeah. <laughs> say that. But uh, that's, that's the, the woke crowd. So. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think it's pretty biblically clear that he was a male. I think Atlantis Morissette thinks it was a woman. But that's no, awesome. That's right. uh, all right, any other? We, we got five minutes. I got nothing. You got nothing? All right. You used all my topics last week. Uh, <laughs> I'm claiming that. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we're going to move forward here. Uh, guys, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, please pray for Terry and John and Sadie and the boys for safety and a great vacation. And we'll see you Sunday, Lord willing. Thanks, uh-huh. everybody.